reverse inspire. <laughs> Join Inverse Inspire. This is the JCI Canada Podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I got a new cell phone. That's cool. Yeah, like when you bring your voice in. Oh, yeah, we are sharing the sound. Dustin's going home and showering. I'd like to call this podcast to order. I think our conversation is maybe getting a little off track. So let's bring it together and start our meeting and special time together. Hi, JCI Canada. This is Sue Salamosi, your 2020 podcast host for Join, Converse, Inspire. This is my final episode as your podcast host, and we'll have our new host, incoming National Vice President Dan Prue, taking over the podcast for 2021. So when Jamie and I first started brainstorming for this final episode, my first thought was to do something funny, something lighthearted, so we could all laugh a little together at the end of the year. So I'll share a story with you. In January of this year, Danielle Hofer and I traveled from Kelowna to Washington, D.C. for the North American Academy with JCI USA. We arrived at the Kelowna airport in our sweatpants and toques, knowing we had a little bit of a trek ahead of us to get to Washington, D.C. Our first flight was seamless. We arrived in Calgary on time. The sun was shining. We were smiling. There was that familiar buzz in the airport with people coming and going, picking up their luggage, sleeping in the chairs outside of the gates for their upcoming flights. It was everything that an airport used to be. Everything was ticking along right on schedule until our connecting flight from Calgary took off late and we ended up landing in Minneapolis for our second layover an hour late for our flight from there to DC. So we missed our flight. That put us wandering through a strange airport looking for find help signs or maybe a friendly American who could point us in the right direction. By the time we figured ourselves out, we were exhausted. So when the duct-taped hotel shuttle pulled up to pick us up, all we could do was laugh. There we were with a group of about 15 to 20 people piling into this little shuttle that had duct tape holding together its front windows and barely enough space to fit all of the humans, let alone their luggage as well. Good news is we made it to our hotel safe and sound in Washington and we embarked on an amazing journey through the North American Academy. The reason I'm telling you this story is because it it sums up my expectations for this year. Facing challenges and trekking forward in the face of adversity alongside some of the greatest people I have ever known. Coming out of that epic weekend in Washington, I fully expected 2020 to be something special. During that weekend, my views were challenged, my, my outlook shifted, and yet we were only at the tip of the iceberg. What you're about to hear is an episode compiled of some of the best tidbits from this year of podcasting. They are organized by content and follow themes like lessons learned in JCI, human potential, effective leadership, support, collaboration. I hope you enjoy this walk down memory lane as much as Jamie and I did putting this together. And if you listen right to the end, you'll hear from our incoming podcast host, Dan Prue, on why you should keep listening to this podcast. Enjoy! 
I am so excited to share this episode with you. Before we get started, I want to share with you my experience from this past January at North American Academy. North American Academy was a training opportunity for our incoming leaders to attend to find empowerment, build connections, and collaborate with other delegates from around the world. To say it was life-changing for me is an understatement. What stood out the most for me was the incredible energy throughout the weekend, the ability of the delegates to be open and trusting, and the absolute brilliance that came out of each and every single session we had with our groups. It was raw, it was vulnerable, and I came out of it with some major aspirations to look forward to. We can talk about that later though. Leading into the Academy, I traveled with JCI Kelowna Chapter President Danielle Hofer on a 24-hour journey to Washington, D.C. I have her here with me to share her experience as well. Danielle, over to you, my friend. Hello, Sue, my friend. Thank you for having me. And I agree, the trip to Washington, D.C. was life-changing. And I really took away three things from this leadership opportunity. I learned about collaboration, I learned about the importance of diversity for JCI. And also, I had this realization that we have a responsibility as leaders to be authentic to who we are and to empower those around us to be the best leaders that they can be. And with this collaboration, I mean, this was the first time that JCI Canada and JCI USA came together to develop this leadership academy. And it was so inspiring to see what can happen when two countries come together and it had this ripple effect because other countries were involved and then everyone goes home so inspired to bring that message home to their own chapter. About diversity, I really learned that this is a priority for me personally within my chapter. How can we make our chapters look like the communities that we live in? And that was a message that was consistent, I found, throughout the chapter leaders. And lastly, about the responsibility. In JCI, we are so fortunate to have found this organization. And once we've found it and we've stepped into these leadership roles, it's so important for us to remain authentic, to listen to ourselves, because we only have one year to lead. In this position as chapter president, I only have one year to do all the things that I wanna do. And if I'm not authentic, if I waste time, I'm not gonna accomplish what I want to accomplish. So it's about listening to ourselves and empowering the next round of leaders. Right. So 2020 has been a crazy year with the pandemic going on. First couple of months were quite normal and then it just went to a lot of Zoom meetings and online meetings. So we started hosting virtual meetings for JCI Clona, something we'd never done before and something that never had to deal with as a board. Some people aren't comfortable with going outside and then obviously you have to be very cognizant of what's going on with all the members and all the organization at any time because you don't want to be the organization that's out there as ground zero for an outbreak. And so when we started listening back through our 40 somewhat episodes of content, we quickly realized that this episode needed to be a little bit more sentimental than funny. I care very deeply about this organization, about the people in this organization. JCI Canada is full of some 
remarkable people, people who really step up when reality hits, people who believe in human potential, people who will make time to help one another brainstorm for ideas when shit hits the fan. I reached out to a number of people while creating this episode, asking them to send me their top reasons for listening to the JCI Canada podcast. Some of the responses I got include convincing yourself that you're in the same room as me and the guests on the podcast like it was in before times, before COVID, to hear great stories from the past as well as ideas for the future. If you are looking to grow beyond where you are now to connect with awesome people, the reach of a small, unknown, or little-known organization in Canada, sharing insight, seeing how far you can get if you just start, uh, hearing from diverse socioeconomic perspectives, a hidden gem amongst a sea of options for podcast listening, uh, getting a peek behind the scenes of our organization at the local, national, and international levels, to connect it and hear what's happening and what's inspiring other JCs, uh, to learn from other millennials, you get the picture. There, there are tons of reasons that people listened to the podcast this year and should continue listening next year. But it's not about me. It's not about this year on the podcast. It's about building ourselves up for the real world. It's about what inspires you about JCI. What inspired me by JCI is the capacity that JCI provides for young people to create positive change in their communities and in themselves as well. That is something that really inspired me and that's something I was looking for before joining JCI. Not only the learning by doing that JCI provides each member, JCI really creates leaders of tomorrow. Is there an experience in there that you hold in your heart that empowers you that inspires you that drives you forward that set the tone for you the rest of your adult life it's hard to say one experience but i can say this for certain my experience as the national president is one of the best experiences that i've ever had in my life i feel very proud about it for many many reasons but mostly I was fortunate enough to like attend things across the country. So I really got to know and spend time with those teams that were doing those things. We were on the cusp of kind of changing the way we did things. And so for me, I just, I love that. I love to see people sort of innovate and they're like so positive about it and they're like driven and they just do it. And when I look back on it, it makes me so happy to have had that opportunity to do that because I really believe in what JCI is doing and I really believe in the members. So that's also like, Something that I want to really focus on in the next few years I have within JCI is, okay, how can I master and continue and expand myself beyond JCI? You're right. It absolutely is beyond JCI, what we do in our personal lives, in our communities, in our businesses. That's really what JCI is for. It's for building us up for the real world. Yeah, I mean, it's the real big purpose and we can never forget that. I mean, we, we always have to remind ourselves in everything we do and constantly, like every day that we go past that, you know, okay, as a JCI member, I have a responsibility beyond JCI, beyond myself. I mean, when we take our oath as a member, that's part of it. It's like, okay, I'm promising that I'm going to live up to these values and, and share these values. And I, I think that's, uh, that's something like whatever I will be doing within JCI, 
it's at least something I want to have as a guiding principle. It's like, how can we move forward as an organization and challenge ourselves and challenge the status quo and keep on being relevant for young people? If you see an opportunity that kind of tugs at your interest, go ahead, do it. Jump in, commit, give it your 100%. You're definitely going to get value out of it regardless of what your result is. So you can bring these skills that you're building in JCI to your organizations, to your family, to your board, your future boards. You bring them outside. That's the idea is we're going to build and learn within JCI. And that's what we say. You jump in, you try, you fail, you succeed. You do all of those things here in the JCI framework. And then you can continue to create lifetime positive change outside of JCI in whatever it is that you're interested in. Definitely. Because working on the national and local level, you know, you learn so much. There's constructive criticism. You learn to work with multiple personalities, uh, time management. It teaches you so many things that you can just translate. And so having that experience has prepared me for anything. On top of these skills, we learn how to realize potential how to face challenges and still remain standing, where failing becomes part of the road to success. It gives us perspective to help us understand all the parts of a problem instead of just blindly plowing ahead. And the other thing that I learned in uh, debating with my JC time was how to debate the side that I actually don't agree with. So I've taken the side that I, I don't agree with and coming up with the argument and trying to really understand how the other side would think, which actually helps me in any sort of debate on the side that I actually agree with. And, and that was a big lesson in JC's because we actually were asked many times to actually take the position of the other side. We all have strengths, regardless of who we are and regardless of our lot in life, whether we're rich or poor, fully abled or not, we all have strengths each and every one of us. The way we find them is to experience more and more of life. Um, you know, you can take the strengths finder assessment or you can just pay attention to which courses in school you were drawn to or which teachers or what people that you're, you're drawn to, right? The things we love are, and the people we enjoy are a mirror and a reflection of who we are. And so tapping into human potential, I'll help people articulate their why or purpose statement. And oftentimes people will, will say to help people realize their full potential. Well, ain't no such thing. Like the wonderful thing about potential is it's infinite. It's not like we're born and you're like, hey, here's your bucket. There's the top. That's your potential. There's no such thing. And there have been countless examples in human history. I think we're living in one right now. And it's part of our human existence that we always take for granted what we have until we don't have it, right? I didn't know I loved freedom and autonomy as much until I didn't have any. <laughs> you know, now I'm a parent of two and I work full time and I'm like, oh my God, I love getting on a plane or at least I used to so I could watch a movie, right? And so human potential, like now we're in such an extreme time where we're literally homebound and we're pushing our self-perceived limits of what we thought was possible. So experience as much as you can Find what you love and find what you disdain, because in finding what you don't enjoy, you actually can play the opposite game and figure out what you do love. Flow theory is you find the things that you're good at, but that you're challenged by. 
And if you do those things, you have skill and you're challenged by it. That's the sweet spot. That's when you're doing things where time stands still. You literally lose track of time because you're so engaged and in flow. And we all have that. We just have to pay attention to it, figure out the times where we felt it, and then do more of it. Because if we're skilled but not challenged, we become bored. If we're challenged but not skilled, we're anxious. If we're neither skilled nor challenged, we're apathetic. What's the point anyway? But if we're both challenged by it and we're good at it, that's where you can get into mastery. That's where you can get into, if I could do this every day of my life, right? That's where you get into devoting yourself to something that you're good at, but also something that's more important than just you and your own ego. That's to live a life of purpose and to tap into your own potential and quite frankly, help the people around you do the same. The potential for opportunity is endless. That's true. The reality is, though, that JCI Canada has been shrinking. This year hit us hard. To elevate this organization, alongside our 2021 national president-elect, Yvette Yendiashiri, we need to remember that the heart of JCI Canada is in its members. We need to invest in ourselves, invest in our relationships, connect with new people, and collaborate on ideas. In doing so, we will motivate each other and we'll have a positive impact on the world around us. In life, in JCI, we're given experiences, some more challenging than others, but we do what we can to help create that positive change we're all looking for. We do what we can to make this world a better place. That's part of the journey and part of what makes JCI so special. We do what we can together. Look, I, I think right now during, during such a difficult time that we're all going through together globally, I'd love to share a thought from Coach John Wooden that I, that I think will, will, help, will help us navigate these tough times. And Coach John Wooden is a, he's a basketball coach, but he had a beautiful line where he said, if you focus on the things you can't control, you'll soon lose control of the things you can control. Right now, as we kind of go through these trying times, write down the list of things you can control in your life and ignore the things you cannot control. Don't spend your cognitive capacity on focusing on the things you can't control. Just focus on the things you can like collectively, we're a group of very experienced members. And if we could do a lot of the heavy lifting, our chapter, you know, the other members or fellow members could enjoy the convention that much more. And we know that attending a convention usually makes for a longer term member. Once they've been to a convention, they enjoy it. So we really wanted to get JCI Vernon to be able to attend it and enjoy it. Yeah, like Amanda was saying, she just had a conversation with each of us individually and we all kind of were really keen on co-chairing with her, which ended up to be all the four of us, which I think was just really nice also for their camaraderie. And yeah, and we all just really picked our, I would say, almost favorite roles for the convention and, and ran with it. I think it was nice for the roles when we chose extra things besides just being a co-chair. We all had another hat we put on. We all chose something that wasn't necessarily our comfort zone. It was something that we wanted to try, and we all knew it was a safe environment to try it in. We had each other to support each other. And that's one of the beautiful things about JCI is that you can dive into something brand new. You have no idea what you're doing, but you know you've got a ton of support. And with four of us as co-chairs, I mean, what an awesome safety net. <laughs> 
you know, we have people that have volunteers, you know, let's say 15, 16, 13 years that I've seen out every year at the Hamper program. They adopt a family. They come, they buy the food, they go shopping with, they buy the presents, they come to meet the day of, you know, get the address, go deliver to the family. And that's where the magic happens. You're making a difference in people's lives that you can see. We've had the last couple of years, early recipients of the hampers write in and say, it changed my life. I'm now glad I'm able to give back to others in need. You just don't know what the impact is going to be on somebody's life to give something small. What was so cool is that once they came out, they got it. If I could get someone to come out even for an hour and just come and pull weeds or plants or trim or harvest or anything like that, if I could get them out for an hour and walk around the farm and tell them what it was all about, they were hooked and they were back and they were back all the time. And, and you could see the moment where it clicked and they were like, oh, I get it. Oh, I get why you why you come out here. When we, we'd have a, an evening session and you'd, you'd walk out and the sun is just starting to slip behind the mountains. It's not quite there yet. And it's quiet on the farm. You've got a couple birds flitting around. You've got a calm breeze going through the plant. It, it was amazing. And they just went, I get it. We have some, some pretty inspiring projects here in JCI Canada. If you head back to the JCI Rise project series that we published back in October, we highlighted a number of those inspiring projects from across the country. When we have members working on these inspiring projects, they gain experience. And that experience fosters engagement. And when we're, when we're all engaged, we're all involved, we're so much more likely to push each other forward. We create this, this culture of encouragement. And we're focusing on something that's so much more important than our own egos. We're focusing on our communities. When we talk about the community side, service to humanity is the best work of life. This is an essential part. It's something that makes us all feel good. And when we talk about leaders, the community aspect is essential. We want to have leaders who are business savvy, who want to look outside the box and think of international solutions as well, who are well-developed personally, who are well-rounded leaders, who can speak in public and charismatic and bring people around. But the most important glue that brings things together is the community side. A JCI leader is somebody who is ethical, who cares about the community, who actually cares about others, like who is a business leader who cares about the well-being of their staff and team members as well. So with leadership, how would you define that? My name is Ben Wagler, past president of JCI Calgary for 2019. Being involved with JCI these last 10 years has really taught me that there are so many different leadership styles and that one size really doesn't fit all. I've learned from dynamic and charismatic leaders. I've learned from quieter, more organized leaders. Um, I've learned from all kinds of people. And I've learned that the style of leadership that you project needs to change according to those that you're working with. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Brian Agaro. I'm coming to you from the JCI Toronto chapter. 
The question was, how do you define a good leader? And it was a great question because I've held a couple of different leadership roles and currently I lead a team of around 20 sales reps and uh, I know I'm fit to lead this team properly if my mission and my vision for the team are what's driving my thoughts and my actions every day. As long as I'm not thinking what's best for me or what's best for this person, but thinking about the whole and the mission, then I know I'm fit to lead this team yeah i think everyone has leadership traits and i think also everyone can work on their leadership traits as well and that's why i'm so thankful for jci and what it does for its members john dent jci vernon this year i am the uh, president of the chapter i would define a good leader as above all else someone who is uh, willing to listen and take constructive criticism It's all well and good to be able to lead and dole out orders, but really you need to know what people want and what you can do for them. I believe it's something we all strive for. I sometimes have problems with that. I mean, pride gets in the way, but at the end of the day, it pays to be humble and uh, know what people want of you. An effective leader is one that goes out and brings out the best out of someone else. I've had friends and mentors that have been that to me who have made me believe a little bit more in myself in spaces where I thought that I could not be more. So those are people that I've met on the JCI journey. My favorite stories are always seeing somebody who's sort of in a bit of a shell, you know, when they join the organization and the ability for them to grow and develop themselves and break out of their shell and maybe do something that's totally out of their comfort zone that they never would have before because they're supported by members and they know they're in a safe place. Like being able to get up there and do the effective speaking competition in a room of people. I find that stuff so empowering and inspiring. And those are the kind of stories that keep me moving as a member. So, I mean, I have a lot of great memories for myself, but always the best stuff is seeing other people grow and expand who they are. While it may be a bit of a step outside of your comfort zone to step up as a leader, I challenge you to take the opportunity wherever and whenever you can. You will find value if you look for it. Take our incoming national team, for example. Merci beaucoup de vous joindrez à nous aujourd'hui. Félicitations pour votre nomination. Merci, Stéphane. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been nominated for the post of national president for JCI Canada. How do you feel about that? Well, I feel very humbled and I'm very emotional, I can say, because, you know, uh, it, it takes commitment. It takes also a trust and for the organization to uh, give me that trust. It's uh, it means a lot. I'm very happy and grateful. So, you know, when you were talking about some of these people that have inspired you, you know, why take this step now, 10 years later to the national board? Why don't we do it sooner? Why now? You know, I I always wanted to contribute at the local level, and I, I feel like I've been able to do that, uh, you know, fully. I didn't always know how to get involved with the national board, to be honest with you. And some of the things that uh, keeps pushing you forward is people who encourage you. And that's one of the things I love with the JCI is people are always there having your back, uh, pushing you to do things that are out of your comfort zone. Um, and uh, and they believe in you. And when, when other people believe in you, you start to believe in yourself. I, I do look at it as potentially a four-year commitment. You know, I want to be national vice president, but see how things go right. and uh, potentially move further up the ladder. 
Excellent. We've both got a few more years left to serve then. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. I mean, it's counting down. Uh, I turned 37 this week. Oh, um, no. So it's getting there. And uh, certainly the clock is ticking. I mean, I'm a senator, but for uh, my ability to be on the national board is, is uh, you know, winding down. And I don't want that to be the only reason I'm I'm on there. I'm, I'm, I want to be part of it because uh, I think I can contribute and uh, I have a lot left to give. And I think that uh, JCI could teach me uh, a few more things along the way as well. Excellent. So what has continued to um, have me push forward and, and carry on in JCI has definitely been the people. When we ask ourselves, you know, what's our why in JCI for me, it's those around us, it's our members, our exec, and the people that we meet throughout it, because at the end of the day, you know, COVID was such a great example of that. When you have everything stripped away from you and yep. everything that is the norm, quote unquote, to you, what do you have left? You have the mm -hmm. people around you that, you know, at the end of the day, ultimately are pushing you forward to say, you know, keep going, you've got this, don't give up life is really short and we have today and if we can wake up and have a platform especially like JCI that we know that we can be on to make impact in the extent that we do it's, it's incredible I mean who gets to do that it's so true I mean I 100% agree with you in the fact that you know if we don't take up that mantle or you know take on these leadership positions then you know it's would be difficult to sort of coordinate uh, an organization like ours so it's so true and the people around us you know you you hit the nail on the head are here to a support each other and you know by becoming a leader of that organization um, you can make even further impact on the local leaders and the local organizations that's amazing we were missing a couple of voices from our incoming national team in that clip but you get the picture it's the people that drive us forward. From there, it's up to you to decide what it is you want to achieve within JCI. Find the people that can help you get there, and then take those big, uncomfortable steps to move forward. This organization needs you, your passion, your drive. JCI thrives because of its members and our ability to carry plans through year over year. I mean, honestly, there's just, there are so many young people in our organization and one year is actually pretty long, 365 days where you can come in and try things your way and fail and learn from your mistakes and get better with each year. And the more that we're collaborating with our successors and our predecessors, and then with other organizations and chapters, uh, nations, states, we're able to move past it and not reinvent the wheel every year. I know Chris and Sean were, were working really closely together on having you know, multi-year plans, trying not to change things completely every year. Incremental changes is, is what's you know, really key. And when they started talking and I started you know, listening to the things that they were talking about, I probably didn't know it at that time, but then they noticed that I was paying a lot of attention and eager and keen to, to see what they were doing, hear what they were doing. And you know, eventually we had a little chat in Pasadena and the discussion just came up and I said, well, you know, why not? I'm here, I'm keen, I'm putting in all the time and effort that I need to to do it. And if I feel like it's gonna be the right thing for the organization, never mind the right thing for me, that's you know, why I decided to, to jump in with both feet. And I think you know, having the, the mentorship and the leadership of some of the past national presidents and also other past members that I relied on was absolutely key. 
The year for me really began in my hometown in St. Catharines, Niagara Falls, when we had our national convention. And it was there I had a chance to talk to some of these past presidents. And their recommendation to me was just start that transition, work with the outgoing president and start acting on those plans. Because the three months that come between the national convention and January 1st go by really quickly. Working alongside with different members of the national team, as well as our growth and development team, we really try to find ways to engage with people at their chapter levels that wanted to grow their local organization or to help us grow outside of the areas where we already were. Seeing that, we just went through and got a chance to work with National President Stefan, or president-elect at that time in 2019, and start to hear how we could help phase his plan in starting for January of this year, working with those new newly elected board members. So for me, it was a, a chance to both look and see what we did in the previous, I guess, two years that I had been on the board, carry on some of those activities, as well as to realize that we were a different organization than when I first joined in 2013, 2014, and then how to adapt to the new realities that JCI was. So my advice would be, it, it should really be not your plan to hear, but you should be able to build the plan. And I know the structure can be tough, but with the people that are going to be working with you, because you might have a thousand of ideas, but if two of them are bossed by, by your team, those are the two you need to bank on. Those are the two you need to put energies on and you won't be able to change the world. You're going to start with this idea because that's what JCI is. You're going to be groomed into, okay, I'm going to change everything. I'm going to be great. JCI Canada is going to outpass, outlast JCI Japan, and we're going to freaking rock, you know? But then reality sets in, and we're in a country with like five different time zones, with two different languages. It's a different country from coast to coast. And like I said, the reality of our, our organizations in Quebec with respect to what was going on out west was very different. So dream big, but aim realistic. It's a very unique year that we're continuing to work through in 2020. So, and in this commitment, like you have now uh, committed to, and like Crispin has experienced, you know, that flow through of information, that dedication associated with, you know, how we're participating and leading our local organizations and how we're leading from the national level has been so important to have that continuity and especially meeting everybody's needs at the membership level as we are a membership driven organization has sort of been at my forefront of the year to try help identify with changes that we can be making or improvements that we can be making especially when we're not on the ground and my intention was to be on the ground you know meeting with the people shaking the hands talking to the connections you know bridging the gaps in person but Instead, we were able to bring the organization closer in 2020 digitally, which has been super impactful and necessary. I mean, you know, there's only so many things you can do when you're in lockdown or when you have that opportunity to you know, make the change and pivot quickly in order to continue with the legacy that our organization has and has become. That was <laughs> my year sort of in a nutshell. But you know, the JCI mentality is not to wilt in the face of adversity. On the contrary, it is to grow, to inspire, and to lead others into impact and action. And this is what we do, leading by example and becoming stronger and pivoting and being agile and therefore being 
global change makers. I'm looking forward in 2021, now that we have a structured way of channeling our actions and anchoring ourselves in economic reality, to see the amazing projects that will be taking place around the world thanks to JCI Rise, this initiative, which is a portfolio of project ideas, which you can then take and transplant into your local activities and the requirements of what the community actually needs at a given time to solve a certain problem. So yes, uh, there are lots of fantastic projects all around the world, but um, I'm sure that in 2021 and 22, as long as the pandemic is here, JCI Rise will be here to fight a common enemy. And that for JCI, thanks to its members, the best is yet to come. So there it is. A small capsule of 2020 with JCI Canada. Huge credit and so much gratitude to our podcast editor, Jamie Greenhoff. Jamie spent a huge chunk of time over the past months curating this year's archive to find the 28 audio clips that it took to build this episode. And so, as you can imagine, putting this episode together was an extremely daunting task. Jamie, thank you for once again diving in with me. You are an incredible human. 2020 has offered such a unique opportunity to dive into this technological world we're living in. Podcasting has been an incredibly rewarding experience for me, one that I hope to see JCI Canada members take advantage of in the years to come. What do I mean by that? Well, if you haven't already guessed, we launched this podcast as a legacy for JCI Canada and for the members of JCI Canada. That means that now that we've had an epic launch year full of wisdom, insight, and opportunity, the time has come for me to hand over the microphone and watch another member thrive. And so I am beyond excited to introduce you to your 2021 podcast host, National Vice President, Dan Prue. Dan, the mic is yours, my friend. Thank you so much, Sue. Calling it a legacy makes it even far more intimidating to take over. So thank you for that. As if I wasn't stressed out about it enough, but I am You're welcome. extremely looking forward to the opportunity. I'm excited about the opportunity to grow and experience something new myself and be more engaged with the members. Awesome. In order to do this uh, and entice people to continue listening, since you will graciously be passing over the reins as host to somebody else that they don't know, uh, maybe never heard before. So it's perhaps some reasons to continue listening. Yeah, we've devised this top 10 David Letterman list. And if you'll indulge me, uh, I'd like to try to go through it. Okay, sounds good. What do, what do I have to do, Dan? Okay, I've sent you 10 reasons to keep listening to the podcast. So I'm going to ask you to open up uh, the email attachment one at a time. Okay. All right. Starting at number... Which no? Oh, uh, all I see is a bunch of numbers. That's all that's important. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm game. <laughs> Top 10 reasons to continue listening to the JCI Canada podcast. Number 10. You can't catch COVID. I figured let's get that one out of the way. There's very few things these days that you cannot catch COVID doing, or at least have a risk of doing so. Uh, so a podcast is a perfect opportunity to stay healthy, safe, if anybody knows any ways that you can catch COVID listening to a podcast, please reach out and let me know, and I'll do my best to avoid all those situations. 
That's so considerate of you, Dan. I love it. Number nine. Stay informed on news, plans, and initiatives. That's right. All so you can fake your way through JCI small talk. We've all been in those situations where you're standing with somebody else who maybe is more in the know, and you're sitting there shaking your head, nodding. But this way you can fake your way through it a little bit better. We'll be talking about subjects that might be important to keep track of, so you'll be a little bit more knowledgeable, let's say. One more reason to keep listening. Perfect. Number eight. No mask necessary. That's right. Very few apparatuses needed in order to listen to a podcast. You don't even have to have clothes on. (laughs) No mask. The only thing perhaps you might need is some earbuds. (laughs) I have so many comments about my glasses fogging up while wearing a mask. I'm not going to have foggy glasses while listening to your podcast, Dan. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I was going to say something about things getting steamy, but yeah, maybe we'll just avoid that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the podcast going to go in that direction. We'll keep this G-rated, maybe? Maybe PG. Our members will appreciate PG. Sure. PG, PG-13, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay. Number seven. Learn from leaders. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. Let's face it. Binge-watching Netflix isn't making you a better person at this point. So learn from leaders. Let them bestow their wisdom upon you. I plan on reaching out to a number of leaders within the organization, you know, senators, perhaps Yvette, our national uh, president-elect, who will be president by the time I take this podcast over, and a plethora of other people who have talents beyond recognition that you can gain some knowledge from without your mind melting watching Netflix any further. Number six. Stay engaged. So important. Engagement. It's like hugging, but without the COVID. (laughs) We all miss our friends, right? We all want to be engaged. And it's not just being engaged with the people in your own town, being engaged with people across the country, internationally. Engagement is huge. Yeah, it's like touching, (laughs) but without the COVID. That's perfect. And you're a pretty engaging guy, Dan. Thank you. Number five. Number five. Okay. Oh, vocal stylings that land somewhere between Kermit the Frog and Batman. That's right. You get to listen to my pleasant voice. And let's be honest, it lands more in the scale of Kermit the Frog than it does Batman. But hopefully my sultry vocal stylings will entice you to listen more and more. Have you you practiced your Batman, Dan? Can you do a Batman for us? Uh, How about I try and mix them? Okay. Can I do Kermit the Frog as Batman? Let's <laughs> see if I can. I'm should be the sure. new album cover. Dan's going to create an album, and the cover is going to be Kermit the Frog as Batman. Kermit the Frog here. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. <laughs> I could do Batman as Kermit the Frog. Okay, do it. Do it. I love you, Miss Piggy. <laughs> What number are we on? (laughs) Uh, Number four coming up. Number four, to save the world. Save the world. Am I asking too much? It's not like anybody has anything better to do these days. You listen to the JCI Canada podcast to save the world. I mean, JCI Canada, we are aligned with the uh, UNIT's Sustainable Development Goals. So I'm going to be reaching out uh, to people who are experts in certain goals, like, let's say, good health and well-being, gender equality, climate action. Lots of people in JCI and beyond 
let's face it, can help us understand these goals further and try and find ways in order to make the world a better place. Maybe we won't save the world, but we'll make it a little bit better one step at a time. Number three. Number three. Podcast très bien. One second here, Sue. I spoke French. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you translating the French, Dan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is where we cue the edit to come back in after that mm-hmm. dead lull in the podcast. Reçois-moi pendant que je sais de prendre le français. And if you didn't understand what that means, because I butchered it so badly, it says, laugh at me while I try to learn French. <laughs> I think we'll all laugh together. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that was pretty good, Dan. That was good. It was all right. Yeah, I mean, it was like a bit of a cold read. Not really. I spent a lot of time <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to learn that one sentence. So hopefully I grow as a person from the beginning of the podcast to the end and maybe carry off a brief conversation. But yeah, part of Yvette's plan of action is to make JCI Canada a more bilingual organization. So I'll be reaching out to people in JCI who speak French and maybe they can teach me a sentence or two every time we have a podcast. And by the end of this, I'll have some sort of miraculous change. I love it. C'est bon. Friends, it would be like mon ami. Hey. I remembered some of my grade five French. Maybe this won't be so hard after all. <laughs> Not so bad. Number two. Number two. Co-host surprise. Oh, yeah. Is there a surprise? It's a surprise. So someone, I'm not going to say who they are, will announce it next year. Someone will help make up for all of my downfalls as a host. Dan. I think a better way to say that is to compliment me. <laughs> Compliment yourself. I think you're going to do an amazing job. I can't wait. That's really exciting. I'm mm. I'm even surprised. To, like, you can't see my face right now, but yeah. it's like, whoo. Something I didn't even tell you, but I'm you excited didn't. to move forward that way. Yeah. Awesome. Way to go. Wow. We're already down to number one. Well, the number one reason, Sue, to continue listening to the JCI Canada podcast. To join, converse, and inspire. That's right. Nothing funny there. I just wanted to let you know that the heart and purpose of the JCI Canada podcast will remain intact. And uh, I will do my best to, to carry on your vision of the podcast that you had initially intended and move forward and, and hopefully make things uh, or continue to be engaging and, and thought provoking and a big part of JCI Canada moving forward. So thank you, Sue, for everything that you've put into the podcast. And hopefully I do you solid and, and keep, things, <laughs> keep things going. <laughs> I have every confidence in you, Dan. I can't wait to hear the podcast next year. Since this is your podcast now, do you want to do the sign-off? Are you going to keep the sign-off? This is how we do? <laughs> like a question. It's like a question right. mark. This is, this, was that right? <laughs> That's the one. JCI, this is how we do. This is how we do. <laughs> you feel... <laughs> It's, it's, this is how this is how we do in JCI we Canada. We said we were going to keep it PG thirteen, and uh, that's on the boundary. <laughs> now you're is that Backstreet Boys? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday night. It's not Friday night. Yeah. All right. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Sue. Good luck in twenty twenty one, and you need the final word. I appreciate it. All I need is a promise from you that you'll be coming back as a guest for the podcast in twenty twenty one. I will. You just let me know when. 
Thanks, JCI Canada. Talk soon.